This week we celebrate the 37th anniversary of one of gaming's most beloved and iconic figures. I'm talking about Pac-Man. The unstoppable yellow eating machine has left a major impact on the industry since he blasted onto the scene in the early 80s. And I think it's only fit to give the man his due. On today's episode of Antiquity, we'll be taking a bite out of Pac-Man. Space Invaders was an outrageous hit, but it was nothing compared to the one that was to eventually become the icon of the video game business. And that was Pac-Man, Eddie Adlam. It all begins in 1977 with a young pinball enthusiast named Toru Iwatani. Iwatani, an employee of Namco Japan, wanted to make pinball machines, but Namco was only interested in making video games. As a compromise, Iwatani created three pinball video games for Namco, GB, Bombi, and QDQ. In April of 79, Iwatani approached Namco with an idea. He wanted to create a non-violent video game to appeal to a wider audience, most noticeably females. He decided to create a game focusing on not killing enemies, but rather eating. The first step was to create a character for his game, which coincidentally enough, came to him while he was eating lunch. The actual figure of Pac-Man came about as I was having pizza for lunch. I took one wedge, and there it was. The figure of Pac-Man, Toru Owatani. He next needed enemies for his game. Since he was aiming for a female audience, he decided that his monsters needed to be cute. He decided on mop-like ghosts with big round eyes. Next, he designed the maze, dots, and power pellets. And after just one year, he had completed a working prototype for Pac-Man. The game was exceedingly simple. Players guided Pac-Man through a series of mazes, trying to eat all 240 dots, all the while avoiding ghosts. If the ghost touched Pac-Man before completion, he lost a life. Lose all your lives, and it's game over. Players earned bonus points by eating a series of objects, such as cherries, strawberries, and keys. However, the most fun way to earn points was to swallow one of four power pellets located near each of the corners of the maze. This would cause the ghosts to turn blue and allow Pac-Man to eat them for a limited time. Namco's reaction to Pac-Man was not exactly enthusiastic. They had four games releasing in 1980, and while they believed Pac-Man would be a moderate success, they put all their faith in a racing game called Rally X. Pac-Man and Rally X released that year alongside two other games, Tank Battalion and King and Balloon. Before showing Pac-Man to Midway, Namco made one small change to the game. You see, Pac-Man was originally called Puck-Man, or Pakuman, for our English listeners. Masaya Nakamura, the founder of Namco, was worried about American vandals changing the P on their Puck-Man arcade machines to an F. So, Puck-Man became Pac-Man. When Namco presented their four games to Midway, David Morosky, president of Midway, thought Rally X was going to be their hottest new title. Buyer and analysis report at the October AMOA show concurred that Rally X was the game to beat as it received the most praise at the show. Boy, hindsight's a bitch, ain't it? When Namco's new lineup of arcade games hit the street, one thing was clear. Pac-Man was a smash hit. Over 100,000 Pac-Man machines were sold in the U.S. alone. Strategy guides were published. A serial a Saturday morning cartoon, and even a hit song were all produced around the game. Pac-Man even appeared on the cover of Time Magazine. There were even arcades that purchased entire rows of Pac-Man machines to keep up with the demand. 
Pac-Man's impact on the gaming industry was instantaneous. Before Pac-Man, the most popular games had been about shooting aliens. After Pac-Man, most games revolved around mazes, which Arnie Katz, founder of Electronic Games Magazine, dubbed Maze Chasers. The Maze Chaser clones flooded the arcades with titles such as Mappy, Pengo, and Piranha. Pac-Man helped breathe new life into the arcade market, and arcades became as common as convenience stores. Arcade machines could even be found in hotel lobbies, doctor's offices, and grocery stores. Unfortunately, despite the overwhelming success of Pac-Man, Iwatani did not receive much attention or accolade for his creation. In fact, the closest he received to any kind of reward for his achievement was a small, semi-annual bonus of less than $3,500. However, not all was lost for Iwatani. Shortly after Pac-Man's success, Nakamura promoted Iwatani to manager of research and development of Namco as a token of respect. To this day, Pac-Man is still recognized as one of the founding fathers of video games, along with such other titles as Donkey Kong, Super Mario Bros., and Sonic the Hedgehog. He's made guest appearances in other games, such as Street Fighter X Tekken and Super Smash Bros. His games are widely available in various Namco collections over various consoles, or available for download on PlayStation Network, Xbox Live, Virtual Console, and Steam. If you haven't already experienced Pac-Mania, do yourself a favor and give it a try. That's all for this episode of Antiquity. Until next time, go for the power pellets, keep chomping ghosts, and as always, stay hella average.